Okay, Tovin, welcome back to our continuing series of the study of Dafyomi. We are now on the Mishnah on Dafyot Cheramud Bet at the very top of the Amud. Uh, and from this Mishnah and on, as I indicated in the note, we will be dealing almost exclusively with laws of Tumah Vitahara based on the principle that a person has to purify himself in advance in anticipation of the Regal. That's why it's here in Masachat Pagiga. And we will see in this group of Mishnayot, which take us to the end of this parak, uh, which are three, really three different Mishnayot, uh, that there are various gradations of Tahara, meaning that if a person is Metahara himself in order to be involved with level A, uh, it requires a particular act um, in order to be involved with B. It may involve something more. And we will see that the distinctions are both ones of intent and of performance. Um, this entire series of Mishnayot all deal with what is called Ma'alot Rabbanan, which means the stipulations and, uh, and stringencies that are rabbinic in nature. Uh, in order to make sure that the Shav's precincts preserve. Good. Means that you need to do the Tilat Yadaim, as we will discover in the Gemara. This refers to only for eating and only for eating bread, of Chulin, meaning non sanctified food. Maaser here refers to Maaser Shini. Truma is Truma, of course. For those three, there's Natila Chadaim. Maser and Truma, it is for any of them. And in the case of Truma, it's even for touching. La Kodesh Matvilin, which means if you're going to eat Kodshim, then you have to be Matvil your hands. La Chatat, Chatat here refers to, and it will refer all the way through the rest of these Mishnayot, Chatat refers to Mechatat, meaning if you're going to be involved with Paraduma, it's Muya Davnit Magufo. If your hands became tame, even in a tumor bottom, like touching or a shein of the tumor, whatever, you have to take your entire body and go into the mix. Good, that's the first mission. Now, tovel lechulin, hufsak lechulin. If you were tovel, or a notalidai, in any case, in order to eat chulin, then it's only good chulin osalmaser. Then you are not the level of shmirah, and therefore the level of tahara. For Hulin is not the same as Maaser, and therefore you have to be Tovel again for Maaser, and I'll tell you that. Tovel the Maaser, who's like the Maaser, also the Truma, Tovel the Truma, who's like the Truma, also the Kodesh, Tovel the Kodesh, who's like the Kodesh, also the Chata, Tovel the Chum, okay. Good, so we have all five levels. Hulin, Maaser, Shani, Truma, Kodesh, and Chatat. And in each case, if you were Tovel for the lower level, that does not, it's not sufficient for interaction with the higher level thing. Good. And so, if you were tovel for the more serious sin, then of course it's the less serious thing. Tavavol ochzak means if you were tovel or notzei adayim without kavana, then it's enough. We will see that this is not always the case. That's the second mission, Mishnah Vav. And Mishnah Zion, the last mission of the parak goes as follows. One bit of introduction which I had not put on the page, and that is the nature of tumat midras. Now, tumat midras is a tumah which is reserved to zav and zav and nida. And that is that anything that a Zav, Zav, or Nida sits on during the time that they're Tamei, even if it is underneath, meaning that they sit on a chair, and underneath the chair there are pillows, and under the pillow there's some sort of a sheet, and whatever it is, all of those things are Tamei Tuman Midras, and they are Tamei Shiva. All right, so now, 
Big day am ha'aretz, meaning the garments of somebody who's not careful about tumah, is midras leprushin, meaning that that is considered tamay midras for people who eat their chulin b'tahara. Big day prushin midras l'ochli truma. Now notice we skipped a step, and that's Master Shani. But the begadim of the prushim are considered tamay midras for chulin truma. Big day ochli truma midras l'kodesh, big day kodesh midras l'chata. Good. And now two stories to end the parak that support this notion of a hierarchy. Yosef ben Yoezer, we know of as the as a member of the Sanhedrin back in very early generations, Even though he was a very pious person among the Kohanim and he was very careful the way he ate Truma, nonetheless his uh, scarf was considered midras for Ochle Kodesh. Yochanan ben Gudgoda haya ochel al tarat Kodesh koyamag. He would eat chulin al tarat hakodesh for his entire life. Even though in Yochanan and Gudoz's time the parat Duma was not in practice anymore, nonetheless, in theory, his scarf, his uh, his uh, scarf, was considered a midras for chatat. Okay, good. Now let's take a look at the. Uh, the first question is about until adulaim. Chulin umaser mibal until adulaim. Since when do you have to wash for chulin and for maser? Ramini, we have a Mishnah in Bikurim, compares how all the different Matnot, Kahuna, etc., what they have in common as opposed to others that are different. So, for instance, how are Truman and Maser alike? How are Bikurim and Maser alike? One of the Mishnahs says, how are Truman and Bikurim alike? Truman and Bikurim, chayavinu lahen mitah, if a non-coin eats them, he's chayav mitah b'deh shamayim, b'chomesh, if he eats them b'shogeg, he has to pay the, the uh, fifth, uh, fine of a fifth, v'asad lazarim, they believe to belong to the coin. If they fall into chulin, then as long as there's a hundred times as much chulin, you take one out, etc. This is the part we care about. You need the If you were Tome, you have to be go to the mikvah and wait for Rev Shemesh for nighttime to eat. These things are true about Truma Mikurim and not true about Maisha Shani. So you see, Maisha Shani does not need the Tilat Dadaim. So we have a contradiction here between the laws of Maiser and also regarding Chulin. So now, the first thing that we're able to deal with is Maaser. Bishlam Maaser, Maaser Lokashim. That we can solve. Harameir, Harabonin. Rameir, as we will see, treats Maaser and Chulin equally, and Rabbanan don't. So that Mishnah and Bikurim would be Rameir. Didnan Kol Hataun Biat Maim Idivre Sofrin. Anything that requires you to go to the mikvah, midr meaning any tumidar like touching an ochal rishon, metam metakodesh. If if you are such a person who midr is tame and you touch kodesh, tame, truma. And if you touch truma, it invalidates it. It can't carry truma further, but it invalidates it. Umuta lechulin v'lamasa mayor. The mayor says that it does not affect truma chulin or maaser at all. Chacham also in Maaser, Maaser, but Chacham disagree about Maaser. So Chacham say indeed somebody is not allowed to touch Maaser. So Chulin and Maaser are not of the same level. But according according to our mayor, Chulin uh, uh, and Maaser would be of the same level. Good. So that we answered. Chulin and Chulin Akasha. But how are you going to solve the problem of Chulin? So Lokasha kan baachila kan benegia. The Mishnah was taught in Bikurim was talking about touching. Touching, you're allowed to touch Chulin. Our Mishnah is talking about eating Chulin. Eating chulin, you need to you need to wash. 
we have a tradition that the Rabbanan disagreed with her mayor in that last mission about kolata umbiyat mayim, only about eating maaser. About the nigia de maaser uvachila bechulin lo pleigiv. They don't disagree about eating chulin and about touching maaser, which means that that uh, they would certainly say that for uh, that for eating chulin, uh, it sounds like for eating chulin you don't need to mention that yadayim. Ela idiv idiv achila. The answer is both are achila. Lo kashikan bachila dinama kan bachila deperei. So, so the when do you need to zilat yadayim? Our mishnah that is when you're eating bread of chulin. When do we say that chulin is different than truma vikorim, in which you don't need zilat yadayim? That's for anything besides bread, which we're calling perot. Rabbi observed the people who wash their hands for perot, meaning for not for bread. Is considered to be haughty. In other words, as if they're uh, doing a little more than necessary. Good. Somebody washes, and they had intent for tahara, then fine. And if not, then there's no tahara. Same thing if you wear matbil your hands, like we had for Kodesh. We have a brighter that says whether or not you had intent, your hands are pure, as long as you were not them properly. So Nachman answers it by saying, for chulin, you don't need kavana. For maser, you didn't need kavana. How do we know that chulin doesn't need kavana? So somebody's sitting at the beach, and suddenly a big wave comes, and the wave includes 40 sa of water. And a person was sitting there, and there were vessels there, and it fell on all of them. Tahorin, they're all tahor. We have the man sitting there with the kalim compared. They're, they're drawn together. Just like the kalim can't have kavana of any sort. So the adam doesn't need kavana. So you see that chulin don't need kavana to be tovel. Chulin, you don't need kavana. Or perhaps the guy sitting there on the beach, anticipating when a wave is going to come and hit him, so he does have kavana. So are we now going to equate kalim to adam and say just like the man has to be sitting there anticipating the wave, so the kalim are only tahor if the man is anticipating the wave that's going to cover them? And if you're going to tell me that that there's no chiddush in telling me that if a guy's sitting there and waiting for a wave that he's tahor, that uh, I might have reason to think that you cannot be tovel on a wave that you're anticipating will come, because then you might end up being tovel in a, uh, a sloping uh, stream of rainwater that comes down that we're not allowed. Uh, perhaps we should be to- uh, goes there that you can't be tovel on a wave, because you might be tovel in the upper part of the wave, which are called kefin. So perhaps that's what it's coming to teach us, that we aren't gozer in that way, and you are able to be tovel in the top part of the wave. Who says you're not allowed to be tovel in the kefin? Because you're not allowed to be tovel in the air, and the head part of the wave is in the air. So this doesn't prove anything to us, uh, about that Hulin doesn't need Kavanah. Maybe the guy's sitting on the beach and he's uh, anticipating the wave coming. This is where we know it from. If fruit fell into a, uh, into a trench of water. And a guy's hands are Tamei, 
and he put his hands in there to take the fruit out. Yadav Torot, his hands are Tahor. All right, he put his hands in there just to get the fruit out, not to be told on them. Perot and Anbechiyutan. And by the way, the Perot are not considered to have gotten intentionally wet so that they could be Makabal too. But if he put his hands in in order to wet, wet his hands or to clean his hands, then Yadav Torot, his hands are still Tahor. Now the perot really are bechiyutan because he intended for them to be there. But the point that we see is that no matter what happens, if he puts his hand in the water, his hands are tahor, no matter what his intent. So our Mishnah said that if you're tovel for chulin, that you're huchzak lechulin, but not for maaser, but huchzak in the huchzak lo, that's only if huchzak, meaning only if you intended the tahara, not if you just went into the mikvah. Or put your hands in the water. All the Mishnah is trying to teach you is that even if you did have intent for Chulin, it's not good enough for Maser. That doesn't mean that if you had no intent at all, it's not good for Chulin. The end of the second Mishnah, the Mishnah Vav said, if you were Tova without Kavana, it's like you didn't, weren't Tova. My love, Kilo Tova Klal, doesn't it mean it's like you weren't Tova at all? If you're not Tova for Maser, it certainly is good enough for Chulin. So Rabbah figured that Rav Nachman was just pushing him off and saying, you don't have a proof. So Rabbah went out and he found a brighter. If you went to the mikvah without Kavana, it's Osir Maser, but it's Mutter Bechulin. So he found that a Vraita supported Rav Nachman in his contention that uh, you don't need Kavana for Chulin. Now, Amr Abelazar, Tava Va'ala. If a guy went to the mikvah and he came out and he hadn't had no intention, at that point he could say, I intended that Tvila for Maser or for Kaddish or whatever. Meaning that you don't have to do it at the time of the Tvila. If you still have one leg in the water, and you had originally gone in for, let's say, Maser, you can then change it and redirect your Kavana, as long as you still got one leg in the water. Once you got out of the water, you can't re- redirect the Kavana. Doesn't that mean that once you're out of the water, you can't put any Kavana whatsoever? And what it means is if your foot's still in the water, even if you already intended one thing, you could change it to something else. Allah, but if you got out of the water, in If you got out of the water, so if you did not intend anything, then you can make a new kavara. But if you had intended something, you can't redirect. Good. So now, who is the Tana who says that as long as one foot is in the water, you can still change your kavana? Change it if you had had original kavana. So, Amar Rabbi Padat Rabbi Yudahi. Rabbi Padat claims that it's only authored by Rabbi Yudah. None. We have the following mission. Mikvah shimdad v'yesh bar ba'im sa'machuvanot. You have a mikvah that's exactly 40 sa'ah. Yardushnayim v'tovel u'zacharzat. Two guys went in one after the other in tovel. Harishon tahar v'asheni tameh. The first one's tahar. The second one's tameh because the first one carried some water out with him and now you have less than a proper mikvah. Amar Rabbi Yudah, imayu aglav shorishon nagopamayim afasheni tahar. Yoda adds that if the first guy has still got his toe in the water, he's almost out of the water, he's got still part of him in the water, the second guy is, and when the second guy goes in, the second guy is Tahar also. Now, Amram Nachman Rabbu, He said the Machloka between Rabbi Yoda and Tanakama 
is only in cases where the guy is being tovel for an extra tahara durabanan, like our cases. Tuma tahara, but from real tumala tahara, divra kola fasheni tami. Everybody agrees that the second guy is tummy. Right? Behind the Rabbi Padat, that exactly works like Rabbi Padat, who says that Rabbi Yehuda maintains against the Rabbanan that when it comes to Malot Rabbanan, uh, we consider while you're still got one little toe in the mikveh, you still can, are considered in and you could change your kavanah. As this whole thing about particular kavanah from Mas or anything else is all Malot Rabbanan. Midoraita, if you need kavanah at all, it could just be a stam uh, generic. Plain brown wrapper kavana of uh, I intend to be top tahor. It's only midar that there's a requirement that you say being tahor for truma or for whatever. Good. Now, but there's another version. That the machloket Rabbi Yehuda and Rabbanan is about real tuma. But if it's only a Rabbanan uh, tuma tahara level that he's working on, then everybody agrees that the second guy is tahor. In which case, that challenges Rabbi Padat, because that means that everybody would agree that while one leg is in the mikvah, you can change your kavanah uh, to be into a more serious level. Good. Now, Amar Ula, Rabbi They asked Rabbi Yochan, Live Rabbi Yehuda, corner Rabbi Yehuda with this one foot in the mikvah. Curious question. The guy has gone into the mikvah. He's on his way out. We really don't need a Shani for this. The guy has got one foot still in the mikvah, and we're considering, according to Yehuda, that he's still in the mikvah, sort of. And so now, could you possibly take a tiny needle and be matbil it in the, in the water that's in this guy's head? The guy in, this, in his hair has a bunch of water. Could you be matbil a little needle in that water? Do you consider the guy totally connected to the mikvah this way? Now, the question is as follows. Do we say that Rabbi Yehuda only holds that the, his body extends down, but not that the water extends up. Perhaps he holds that it goes in both directions. So just like this guy's body extends down, it's as if he's still in the mikvah, as long as one toe is in. Similarly, as long as one toe is in, the water all it considers is considered extended up. And the water that's on his head is all part of the mikvah water. So Amrle Tanitua, so he answered, um, uh, Rabbi Yochanan answered, with the following statement, Let's say you have, in a riverbed, uh, three little holes that are filled with water, and not so little. The upper one and the lower one each have 20 amot. And the middle one is of sawot, sorry, and the middle one is 40 saw. And there's a, a small rivulet that's coming between them, that's connecting them all. Rabbi Yehuda quotes his Chavir Rabbi Meir as saying, you could be matbil in the upper one, even though there's only 20 in it, because the water from the lower one is considered connected, and you now have a huge mikvah. So that was Rabbi Yochanan's answer, which means that Rabbi Yehuda really holds, it sounds like he affirms Rabbi Meir, that he really holds Gudasik, the water also goes up. Then I we have a bright he says, Mayor Yao Mirma Bilbal Yuna, Vanil Mirma Tahtuna Villa Balyuna. We have another bright Rabbiuda says, Rameyer says you can be tovel in the upper one. And I say you can only be tovel in the lower one, since Rabbiuda really does not accept Gudasik and the water going up. Marle Itanya Tanya. So Rabbi Yochanan said, if you have a bright like that, there's nothing I can do. Evidently I was wrong, and Rabbiuda really does not accept Gudasik.
Good. The Mishnah said, Atoba lechulin muhzak lechulin. Good. Mani manitin. Who is the author of our Mishnah? So we start off by saying, Rabbonani. Remember the Rabbonan, as we saw in that Mishnah about Rabbanan, um said that there was a distinction between Chulun and Maaser. And therefore, our Mishnah that says, Chulun and Maaser, etc., must be Rabbanan. Shanalim and Chulun and Maaser. Look at the last part of the Mishnah. If you remember when I taught the Mishnah 14 minutes ago, um, we, I noted that the, there was no distinction between Chulun and Maser in the last clause about the Big Day Amaharetz. Right? So the Seifa sounds like Rabbi Meir, because it leapfrogs from the Amaharetz straight up to Truma, which means Chulun and Maser in one bag. So Reish Rabbanon and Seifa are Meir? So could it be that Mishnah Hay is Rabbanon and Mishnah Zion is Rabbi Meir? The answer is in Mishnah Rabbanon, say for a mayor. So what? The Rebbe Yudanasi felt the halacha is like Rabbanon in this, and the Rebbe are here, so that's what he codified. He had a different way. In the second, in the last Mishnah, he had Bigdei Amaretz er Midras the Prushin, and Bigdei Prushin Midras the Ochle Maser. He had that in there. So therefore, he had five levels. Therefore, the entire system, the entire sequence are all the Rabbanon. Good. So now, uh, Rameri draws an interesting conclusion. He says, Shmamina, Chulin Shinasu al Tarata Kodesh, Kekodesh Dam. Somebody who eats their Chulin al Tarata Kodesh, which we saw in, uh, at the end of our Mishnah, Yosin Yochamed Gudgoda, somebody who eats their Chulin with the level of, of Tarata Kodesh, are really considered Kekodesh. In other words, it works. Mimai, how do I know that? Mizaloktani Bahumala, because. Um, we didn't say that big day prushin who eat chulin b'tarat chulin are midras to those who people who eat it midras the chulin b'tarat hakodesh, right? So that means that somebody who eats the chulin b'tara is chulin b'tarat hakodesh is the same as kodesh, and then they're already listed. Maybe the reason they're not mentioned is because what maybe they're some other standard. Maybe they're like Hulun or like Truma, and whatever it is is already mentioned. Right? In other words, whatever standard they are is already mentioned. There's no reason to mention them independently. We have a Mishnah, which is a Machloket, about the status of, of, of Hulun that are eaten, al Tarata Kodesh, whether they're Hulun or like Truma. But nobody says they're like Kodesh. Elami Sefer. We do infer it from the Sefer. Yosef ben Yoezer ayah chasid shvukunav ayatamit pachom yidras lakodesh. Yosef ben Yoezer ayah ochel tarat hakodesh koyamav ayatamit pachom yidras lachatat. So Yosef ben Yochanan ben Gudgora used to eat al tarat hakodesh, and that was considered midras for people involved in the paraduma. Lachatat in lakodesh lo, but only for that, and not for people eating kodesh. Alma kasar chulin shnasu al tarat hakodesh kodesh tami. So obviously in our Mishnah and the story about Yochanan Gudgora. They maintain that if somebody eats chulin al tarata kodesh, it is considered equal to kodesh, and the only thing for which it's insufficient is the one piece above it, which is paraduma. Now, the, the last part of our parak deals with three different codes, three different rulings, and how we parse them. Number one, if a guy is, a guy is careful with tahara, and his uh, garment fell off of him, eh, the shawl, and he said to his friend, pick it up for me. The guy hands it to him, it's immediately Tameh. That's ruling number one. We'll get back to it. 
Let's say he went to his closet to take out his his Shabbat clothes. Instead, he took out his Chol clothes. Then they become Tamei. That's ruling number two. These are all curious and strange rulings. Number three, he doesn't go to rule, but rather case law. There was a story about two women. What's critical is both these women are chavirot, meaning they're careful about tuma. They went to the Beit HaMerchatz. When they got out, they put on each other's clothes by accident. Rabbi Kiva said the clothes are all tamay. Rabbi Shai challenges this entire system. You're going to tell me that if a guy reaches his hand, he's watching until the diamond, he reaches his hand to grab some wheat bread, instead he grabs barley bread. Hachinami didn't eat mate, what the bread is tamay, because he intended one thing and took out another, like the guy who intended Big Day Shabbat and took out Big Day Chol. Hachinami, you're telling me that's true. Vatanya, Meshamerta, Chavivachu, Bechazkat, Shalyan, Sechel Shemen. If a guy is watching a barrel, thinking that it is wine, turns out to be oil, Taharami, Lutame, it's still Tahar. So it can't be the case that if you intended uh, the awareness of one item and it turned out to be just something different, not higher or lower, just something different, doesn't mean that it's tame because you didn't have proper intent for what the thing really is. That's not the case. Look at the end of that. But you're still not allowed to eat it. That has nothing to do with intent. That's just saying the, the guy is saying, well, it sort of has to do with intent, but not about what the item is. He's saying, I was only careful to keep it from something that would be metame, but not from something that would invalidate it. So, since when do you have half the way Shmira? Either the guy watched it or didn't watch it. How can he say, I only watched it from serious things? The guy reaches behind his back and into a basket. And there's a tool inside the basket. And he wanted to touch the, take the basket. And he wasn't thinking about the Magrifa. So, you see that there's halfway Shmira. The thing that he intended is Tahor, and the thing he didn't intend is Tamei. Asal Tahor? How could the basket be Tahor? Tamei Magrifal Asal, if you're going to say the Magrifa is Tamei, the tool is Tamei, it's for Tamei the Sal, it's in there. So, ain't Kli Matamei Kli. No, that's not true, because one Kli is not Matamei another. Kli Tamei Mashiv Asal, but maybe the Magrifa should be Matamei, the food that's in the, in the Sal. So, I'm Ravina, Baumer Shmartim, Yedavashim, 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 because the guy says, I was Meshamer, that nothing that could be Metameyet would get in, but not necessarily something that would invalidate it. Kasha. Nonetheless, you see that there is, uh, that we, we're still trying to understand our case, or our three cases. It doesn't make any sense. So a woman came to Shmuel. See this garment? I wove it betahara. But I wasn't careful about watching it, Betahara. Rabbi Shmuel did all sorts of uh, inquiries to ask her what happened. She said, oh yeah, there was a woman who came who happened to be a Nida at the time who helped pull the strings when I was, when I was uh, weaving it. Rabbi Shmuel said, look how great the words of the Chacham are that say that if the person intends and is thinking about Shmirah, Kara watching it from Tumat. It works, and if not, not. You see, this woman wasn't watching carefully, and now she realizes what happened. And now we have a second case. 
Mother Rabbi Mapazu Aragtia Bitaravalo Yabali Bila Shamra. I made this tablecloth, same thing. She said, yeah, by the way, at one point, one of the strings broke, broke, and I tied it up with my teeth. And the idea is that, therefore, it became wet, and therefore became liable for tumah. Good. So now we understand what the, the basic principle is, that if a person intends shmirah, then it's good, and if they're not, then it's tamay. Let's go back. The third case that we had with the two women in the Beit HaMerchat, each one says the other woman is an Eishat HaMaretz. And in that case, the clothes are all Tamei, because she says, look, I know my clothes, but she she put on my clothes, and she's not careful about these things. Therefore, she wasn't thinking about about Shmirah, because again, you have to intend Shmirah. The second case was about Big Day Shabbat. Came out the Kelim Shabbat Avi Lushimur Tvei or Tvei. For some reason, people are more careful about the Tum of the Tara when it comes to Big Day Shabbat. So therefore, the minute that you put on the Big Day Chol, you're not as careful. We're careful with the Shmirah. Although Rabbi Yonatan Ben Elazar, the first case, which is when your thing fell off and the other guy picked it up, why is it Tamei? Why can't I be watching it in your hands? Because we have a general rule that a person is not careful to watch something that's in somebody else's hands. In your hands, yes. In other hands, no. So that's why if it fell off and you told your friend to pick it up, it automatically becomes Tamei the minute he touches it. So we challenge that with the following ruling. If you have donkey drivers and workers that have all sorts of Tarot that they're carrying, and you're driving them even though you're far, far away. Everything is still Tahor. But if you told them, go ahead, I'll catch up with you. The minute that they're out of eyesight, then it's already Tamei. Why are they different? The first case is where you actually put them into the mikvah right away before having them carry. In, in order to be able to osik betaro, yachi sefanami should be the same thing with the sefa. So in amaretz makpina al maga chaviro, because they're all themselves on meharetz, therefore they're not careful about touching somebody else who might be tamei. So yachi reisha nami, so the reisha should be the same case. After all, you still they're still out of sight in the reisha. Vavalahem derech hakalaton. It's talking about where there was a crooked path, so you really couldn't see them. So yachi sefanami. The minute you tell them, I will go catch up, go ahead, I'll catch up with you, then they already think you're not going to see them and they're not as careful. But if they don't know that and they think that you're watching them, they're going to be very careful about what they touch, and therefore indeed, um, and therefore indeed, you see that a person is, is not Shomer, Mashaviyat Chavero, they themselves are being Shomer it, because he was matire them for this purpose, and as long as they think he's watching, they themselves will be careful. Okay, Tov, uh, we finished the parak. Uh, as you can see from the sheet, this is being taught over the course of two days, but uh, we will link the sheet with this, and Amir Tzashem, in the next podcast, we will begin the third and final parak of Masachat Chagigah.